Welcome to the eighth episode of The Cuckoo's Nest. I am Stephanie of Stephanie and Amelia from Between Two Birds. And lucky you guys, I actually was able to summon some kind of self-motivation today and hop back on to recording. So I'm going to share with you all what I'm currently reading still in um, Complex PTSD by Pete Walker. It's uh, finally made it to a much nicer tone in the book and I think where they really where it really starts to focus on more positive things that I can think about um, as it relates to complex PTSD was uh, chapter four where it's finally looking at the quote-unquote progression of recovering and as part of that process um, you have to determine what type of trauma type you are And uh, he constantly refers to the four F's and what that stands for. um, Let's see. Here we go. We have our fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. And we always hear about fight and flight. And um, freeze and fawn were very new to me. But these are definitely types of reactions um, that I've seen, actually, in maybe partners over the years, friends over the years colleagues and um, adding to the vocabulary has helped me kind of recategorize certain interactions that I've had with people in the past. So, you know, as opposed to just the fight or flight continuum, now all of a sudden you have four F's where you can actually just give yourself a moment and realize why you're reacting a certain way. So very predictably, I have Um, a lot of fight tendencies. I I definitely resort to fight as a type of, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just how I respond to intimate relationships. And this can include any variety of things, Um, intimate relationships with partners, um, just friendships. And I'm very different in each one as well. And that's what I'm trying to figure out right now, you know, why I can be so different when I respond to conflict. But um, let's just focus on right now at the core of it. I am definitely a fight type. And this was just (laughs) the saddest sentence that I had to read. And it just says, um, many fight types avoid real intimacy by alienating others with their angry and controlling demands for unconditional love. And Obviously, this comes from a place of having um, unmet needs when I was younger, and now my, I don't even know what to describe it as, I guess my synapses, my neurological responses always jump straight to fighting when I'm not getting those needs met. And um, I definitely also see a lot of other types of characteristics from the others, so I'll just keep reading um, what the different types are. So for flight... Um, this is what he has to say. Uh, Many flight types stay perpetually busy and industrious to avoid being triggered by deeper relating. Um, So this is your busy bee, uh, the person that you can immediately think of when they have, um, you know, planners up the wazoo and they're always uh, seeking adrenaline. um, They're known as micromanagers, so that's really interesting. Um, I definitely can think of some personality types that um, display those tendencies. 
Then you have freeze, which again is was new to me. And this is interesting because it so doesn't sound terrible, but I'll read it first and then discuss my thought on this. But it says many freeze types hide away in their rooms and reveries, fully convinced that the world of relating holds nothing for them. So this is your average person who has decided that people are worth nothing. Um, there's no point in connecting. There's no point in sharing. There's no point in being vulnerable. And the idea of just being alone is fine because they have, they are what they need and they don't want to rely on anyone else. So I've definitely seen that a lot. Um, and then fawn types, uh, it's still really weird to me as a concept. So I'm still trying to wrap my head around that, but it says many fawn types avoid emotional investment and potential disappointment by barely showing themselves. And it goes on to say they hide behind their helpful personas and over listen over elicit and overdo for others so that is a little strange to me because i can already think of a lot of people who are very helpful and will be there for others and i also know that i can do that sometimes um, where i give a lot in my friendships and my relationships and Right now, I don't know what this all means. I just know that I fall into a fight type. And, um, of course, you know, I'm reading and learning a lot about how to recover, right? Like, from these types of responses. But um, <laughs> it, it makes me sad reading about it. Because here's one person who shared that uh, they realized that although their partner stayed... They were so afraid and resentful of their demandingness and irritability that they could not manifest the warmth or real liking that the survivors so desperately desired. And of course, I have to learn the ugliness of this disorder in order to recover. And it's been a little tough um, learning all these things. So that's anyways, the um, chapter I'm going through. So I, I, I've gone through... Uh, chapter one, which was the introduction, and then the journey of recovering, um, and about re improving relationships, the progression of recovering, and now I'm finally in the section where it's like, okay, so now that you know all this stuff, how are we going to start applying it to you, and how are we going to use this knowledge to work through the disorder? So I'm really happy I made it through the intro and all of that you know, initial information, and I can finally do something with all the terrible stuff I'm learning. So um, I definitely identify with fight type, I've realized that. Um, and of course, reading about all the other trauma types, there's no way I'm just, you know, clear cut one type. So reading about all the other um, types is very educating. And the best part is I'm going to then transition into chapters that are focused on managing um, flashbacks or um, kind of trying to shrink the inner critic, the outer critic, and really using um, techniques to redirect my thinking, I guess. And this is not to say that I don't still have that huge feeling of like emptiness on bad days and I'm still taking um, my antidepressants. So there's a lot going on here. <laughs> Hopefully it's cooking a stew in my brain that is able to just manage on a day-to-day -day basis and you know i'm really looking forward to being able to work full-time again so i know this was a longer episode but i'm 
I'm making improvements on my journey. And like I said, I want to share that with you. And it really takes time. Um, I'm educating myself. I'm thinking through all of it. And ideally, I would have a therapist right now. But uh, money's tight and therapists are very expensive. So um, this is just what I have to do to push myself through all of this. And I'm hopeful because, you know, I haven't even finished the book yet. And I've already done so much work. And there are so many other books out there. And this is just going to be a lifelong journey of journaling, self-contemplation, meditating, and really figuring out how I fit in the world and what the world can offer me as well. So um, that's it for today. Um, thank you, everyone. I'm just so proud of what Amelia and I have built this community. Um, and the Cuckoo's Nest is turning into something that almost benefits me more than you all. And I'm really enjoying this experience. So anyways, I will be back for the ninth episode. And again, we'll see how long it takes, but hopefully you all learned something today. Thanks.